only ask is Jo had a horrendous journey back from North Wales uh, and so did her dad separately and Jo got sent down the M1 which then caused nightmare route back through London because there was a road closure it took her over oh, yeah. nine hours nine Oh, that's dirty. Well, yeah, mine's mine. No, I normally go like you know, A55 and then down the uh, what was it M54, M6, and then M. M- Should we go for the a- ASMR market. What? Oh, see, I don't get all that. I, I don't get it. ASMR, especially the, especially the eating thing. I don't get it. Look it up. Look it up, Stu. We'll come back to you later. <laughs> anyway, tell, tell us about, yeah, go on. Which route do you go? Took me took me cross country from a past Burton or something. Well, anyway, I got back on the M forty two, which was fine. Then I got the M forty going. Okay, not bad. Bit sticky, but not bad. Then about thirty miles outside London, bump Shitsville. Shitsville. Mm. You know what I mean? I saw one person in a BMW. I kid you not, doing like you know wacky races, like trying to gate people and just literally trying to do like American, just weaving in. I thought, oh my God, that is, that is happening more and more. Let, I mean, this isn't the motorway podcast, but if we wanted to get on shitty we talking, driving we're and motorway etiquette. <laughs> under, undertaking is becoming definitely becoming a big thing. Undertaking, right, is really driving me mad. Uh, we're jumping here, but um, not stopping for people at zebra crossings. Oh. That is yeah. also really beginning to piss me off now. Well, this, and, this, un- this wasn't just undertakings. I'll come back to that in a minute. This was like, you know, wacky races weaving. So, you know, basically trying to find any way through. Yeah. And anyway, this BMW got through eventually, and then, you know, bombing it. And then it pulled over on the hard shoulder. And I looked, when I, when I eventually cut up and looked, looked left to see what, what was going on, I saw a blonde haired woman. <laughs> and then she gets out, and clearly what happened, she was desperate for the toilet. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he was having a heart attack at the side of the road or something and he was weaving about. I saw her. She jumped over the barrier into the, into the woods or the trees. It's the moment where I thought, she must be having a desperate for a pee. Bless. Oh. So she's, oh, we've all been there. So I'm she's not weaving sure I'm, around. I'm not, I'm not sure I've zigzagged across the motorway to go. I was going to say, toilet, she's yeah. weaving around just to get to the, the next exit and thought, oh, sod it now, I've just got to stop. Got to have I a week. I think yeah. I think that's what happened. I mean, it's difficult to know for sure, but that's my interpretation. Because yeah, it's, this BMW just suddenly pulled over, and out she got. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't. I'm not trying to start. I wasn't expecting to see a young woman driving. I thought this is like aggressive male driving. Do you know what I mean? Well, uh, this was. This was shouldn't North- assume that, stupid. Yeah, no, I know. This, I know. Was this North Wales then back to South London? Yeah. Yeah. And it was so that seven. What did you say? Seven. Six and a half hours. Is that, break, is, that break, that is that broken a record? Is that the worst ever? Well, no, I've heard before. Last, I think it was after COVID when they lifted restrictions. I met some people up there who tri- driven up from the south. And like Lawrence was saying, it took them nine hours. Still doing it. I felt quite smug then because I got the train. It took me three. Because well, like, we, go, we, we go a bit further than when you, where you go. Yeah, you go to the tip. Yeah. Oof, that's so that adds... Thing. That's eight and an hour, an hour and a half. Easily. Yeah. Which way there's a moral, there's a probably a, a moral of this story in there somewhere. I don't know about just not, not bothering going no, to the sleep late at night or early in the morning. And I, I, I've not done this daytime thing for years. But I succumb to the kids going, oh, you know, you They want to get early and they don't, you know what I mean? And it's, so I was like, whatever. On the way up, we left early. We left at six and we did it in just, un, just under seven hours, which is about standard. And that's a good run. 
Just just do the kids' impression again, Stu, because I do love it so much. <laughs> was that they wanted to get home or they were disappointed about getting home? No, they wanted to get home. Yeah, okay. I mean, we didn't have the best weather because normally in, in Wales... Who has? Who's had the best weather in the UK? We're the only country in the world, I think, aren't we? Not suffering 40 degree heat. I mean, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, it must be terrible in Wales. It, it rained a little bit. It was grey and it wasn't really warm. So we only had about one day. We, 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 only, we only had one barbecue and sat out, I think, two or three times in the garden. Normally we're out every night, you know, cooking and barbecue and enjoying the views, the sun coming down. But not, no, not this time. We sat around a table playing cards. Any consolations to you? The weather is going to be amazing this weekend. So, yeah, I'm going to Portugal. Oh, blimey. Lodge, you off any jetting off anywhere? Uh, not until later in the month. Croatia. Right. I've been there. Are you getting there? Flying for the first time in five years. Yeah. We well, you can't get there. the train there, but it's a bit of a faff. Yeah, it's bad, but you know, it's, it's all badness. Well, we should say, um, before we get too much into uh, motorway journeys, uh, crisscrossing Europe on planes that we shouldn't really be doing, you are listening to For the Love of Pog, a podcast, for, for, pod, pod for the Love of Pog, a podcast mainly about cycling and travelling to Wales. I am here, Loz is here, Hey, Jim is here, but Andy is not here, he's somewhere mm. in the Czech Republic, I think. Last yeah. time I heard from him. Now, a loads, a loads has happened since we last recorded. Ving the Merciless was victorious at the Tour. Debbie Volavant, victorious at the Tour de France Femme. Remco Eventpole, victorious at the Classica San Sebastian, if anybody watched that. But the World Championships in Glasgow is underway. We're at day five now. And the, men, the men's road race uh, was yesterday. So I guess that's where we should start, really. And uh, Matthew Van der Graaff Generator. Victorious. Can, can, I, can we just say first of all, before I've even finished my intro, he's interrupting me, Stu. This is classic, isn't it? Could I just? It better be good. You had finished. I thought you no, had I hadn't finished. finished. No, I oh, hadn't finished. Blowing hadn't. everyone away, including our beloved Pog. But Loz, I think you want to come in there. No, I'm just grateful that you've made a list because <laughs> I've completely forgotten. No, we haven't done I this for so long. Well, I got. A, I have a feeling. I think we've made some confessions here. Okay, for first off, so. We all watched the tour, okay? Um, I didn't watch any of the Tour de France fam. Lozen, you can come to you in a second, right? Uh, I didn't watch Remco Event Pole at the Classico Santa Bastian, although I love that race. I do love that race. Uh, but I did watch the men's elite road race yesterday. So, uh, Stu, do you want to go? Do you want to go next? What have you? Uh, any of those that you've enjoyed uh, over the last month? Well, I enjoyed the tour. That's all I've seen. I think I've told you this before. I've been in Wales. I've not watched any telly. My dad made me watch the rugby in Welsh. You know. <laughs> you know well, we do, so this is the this is I like the Women's World Cup. I've seen. I've read some stories about. It. I've not seen anything. Oh, I, I feel bad about that there's, as well. There's been I've a lot of sport going I've li- on. I've been a hell of a lot of sport. Listen, I've listened to a lot of the Women's World Cup. Haven't managed to watch that. We've obviously had the cricket on. We've had the women's netball. We've had uh, what was the other thing that I didn't realise was, was we'll come back to the tour of the, the, the athletics. The, athletics, the athletics on as well. No, the, what was the other one that completely passed me by? I thought, oh, oh, what well, charity shield yesterday yeah. as well. Yeah, big, yeah, the football. Oh, well, I, I've, I've said this for. I'll say this publicly now. Football should fuck off until September. I'm sorry. 
There is no reason why football needs to be played in September. But let's come back to that. Loz, what have you watched since uh, since we last did this? I've actually, because uh, I missed I missed the last pod, didn't I? I did miss the last pod, mm. yes. Um, I've actually watched quite a lot of what you've, the, the list you've just put out there. Um, apart from the San Sebastian thing, because isn't that a fix? I thought that's a fixed one, isn't it? Um, <laughs> what, what, Remco wins all the time, is that yeah, the idea? Something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, I've weirdly been able to watch quite a lot, which I, I'm not sure how I've managed that, but... We've got to start. We've got to start with yesterday, I think, with the with the Glasgow, with the uh, the men's elite road race and Van der Poel, really. Who? What do we think about this race? Because I did watch. I watched about a hundred kilometers of it. I must admit, I watched. Yeah, 110, 120 kilometers, something like that, and I couldn't really take my eyes off it. It was one of those races that you thought anything could happen. It kind of did. I missed the whole protest, though. Did I missed all that? I didn't really show it though. I didn't show much of it. Didn't show it. but he kind of attacked in a very, very Vanderpol way. I think he thought people would go with him, and they didn't. And he he won it beautifully in the end. And I think all the build up was he was going to be favourite, but for him to pull it off, and it looked like a knackering race. It's just it. it was just attrition, and because of the laps, because it was nine circuit laps of Glasgow. I think nine. I think nine. Yeah. Um, obviously, we don't know because obviously we don't we don't know that. <laughs> um, I think that was probably too many. I think it. I think it. Otherwise, it doesn't give an option. It, it basically becomes there was like the four riders at the end. Who you kind of expected to be. There's quite surprised that it wasn't Remco there as part of the four, but either he couldn't or there was a there was a an, a hierarchy going on. And then want, it was he just won, literally didn't want about to win, did he? He didn't want. Well, then it just then it's just all hang. It, who can hang in there? And and at the end of the day, MVP is just a machine for going like that. And it's just, it's a bit disappointing. I have soft spot for Wout. I would have hoped he could have gone with him and then it would have been that classic Wout versus MVP finish. But um, he, I don't think he's, and because he's done the tour, he just and did the tour in a very different way to, to Matthew Vanderpool. So I think, and I think probably Vanderpool probably targeted this. He had a tour where he was helping Philipson, didn't really go for any stage wins at all. Was trained was probably targeting this all year, wasn't he? He wants the cyclocross world championship. He wants the road race world championship, and he wants the downhill uh, mountain bike or no mountain bike next week, whichever one he's, he's riding. I thought he did it beautifully, and it was made for him, wasn't it? That climb, you know, every every lap, what was it, three hundred meters, fourteen percent. And when he attacked, I thought I thought Van Aert was going to go with him. Pog missed it. He actually missed it really, and he was. I think he might have been able to go with him. It would have been interesting if he if he'd because he was looking the looking the other way, and I thought, oh, he's gone. And then once he'd gone, once he got ten seconds, with Pedersen, Pog, and and Van Aert just couldn't work together well enough, could they? They probably should have brought him back, but they just that, well classic that, thing, that, isn't it? You know, it's yeah. the thing about cycling, they can't. No one's going to drag someone to the finish for them to beat them. Which I think I always find incredibly frustrating because. It's the worst thing, but how do you explain that to anybody in cycling? Because um, who's not interested in cycling? Because you just think, well, surely all three of them agree that just to get there, just to bring, let's just bring him back. You know, let's all work together and share the load to bring him back, and then we decide from there whoever's got the legs after that. And it's why, why wouldn't you make that decision to give yourself a chance of winning it? I, I know because they had him, they had him at sort of eighteen, nineteen seconds for quite a while, and then obviously they well break, after this uh, and thought. the crash, the, and yeah, then the, the crash. crash. And I think if it had been race radios, they probably would have capitalised on the crash, wouldn't they? Um, and That's a good up. point about the radios, actually. Yes, I forgot that. But uh, what do mm. we think about the about the parkour as a circuit? I think you have to do it for the world because I think it create it creates brilliant drama in terms of the crowd getting to see the race unfold. 
So I don't think, you know, you can't, it, it is, you have to end up with some sort of city loop at the end to make it work. I just think it was too many. Or yeah, it, got, it felt quite exhausting. But as I say, I suppose you were drawn in. I couldn't take my eyes off it because I thought, well, something might happen every lap. And it kind of did, really. But going back to Remco, it just frustrates the hell out of me. It just looked as if he just was trying to go for those attacks, knowing he wasn't going to get away, kind of showing that he's working for Van Aert. But I, I don't know. It just... He must be really annoying to ride with as a teammate because he should have gone up the road, couldn't he? he? Could have he could have gone up the road and then and disrupted the race. Well, yeah, Belgium Belgium should have won it. They did the two, two of the strongest the riders in the world, yeah. and they're close enough together with with this, the field destroyed. So surely they can conspire to win that. Yeah, mm. I just still think even if it's not true, it just all the body language just makes me think that he just didn't want Van Aert to win. He wasn't he wasn't in good enough form to win himself, and he thought, well, I'm not going to make Van Aert win. I've got, Van Aert comes in second again, doesn't he? Another second place. So, Stu, yeah. given you didn't see any of that, does that sound exciting? Oh yeah, sounds amazing. How <laughs> second in Bordeaux? I'd love to have watched that, but yeah, no. Didn't hear anything about it. Read the news, what? obviously, but didn't hear it. Didn't watch it. I just heard people arguing about which podcast was in the car, or whether you know Emma wanted to, to to turn down her music choice. Didn't like the genre, whatever. Back, it may be. Yeah, didn't like the monkeys. That's what I heard. Back episodes of the of for the love of Pog. Surely I would have thought there you could have you could have got the whole family, the whole fam. Well, her what she did on the way down. Binge listen. She put a podcast on, and she put this on. <laughs> I turned it off straight away. I'm not, I'm not oh. listening to that shite. I couldn't believe it. Turned oh, it off. Yeah, yeah. Your big moments, oh, dude. The kids would have exactly built a fan base. Yeah, Ricky Hatton won the uh, the BMX, isn't it? Not the BMX, the uh, the mountain bike. I saw that on the news. Uh, oh, the downhill. Yeah, the downhill. Um, that looked insane. Uh, yeah. I did catch that, and actually, because my mate Steve was up there. And um, shout out to Steve in Leicester. Um, big fan of the show. And, uh, he's a big fan of the show. <laughs> he is actually a fan right of the show. Right in, Steve. Right Hi, in. Steve. <laughs> um, We're on Twitter now, Steve. Find us. He, uh, it, because it had just rained on that. So it made that, that course looks in, I mean, it just looked mental trying to go down at that speed. It, I, I just don't know how, I've d- done very little mountain biking but when i have when you see people going at speed you just think the sheer skill involved in in hitting those corners and just trusting everything that you're going to get down it's, going it's phenomenal for it. phenomenal really going for yeah it. just going for it just literally think I've, you've got to sod the consequences i'm just going for it do you know how many times Ter- you get practice on that run don't know because you've got to know it inside out and yeah i mean it's like 10 times you know you've got to know it oh you you don't know no i no, i don't know i'm no. just saying, I'm, <laughs> Of course, we don't know. <laughs> he wouldn't. Why did I, I expect mean, you knew? Obviously, well, he could have checked, but we know that he hasn't. So, yeah, uh, yeah. exactly. Well, question I'm, though. Question to... though. When the when the road race was on, there was also the BMX taking place, right? So the fact that they've got all these all the different events together in this one championship, which I think they do every four years, don't they? They do. They bring them all together. I think. Haven't checked this from memory. I think they do this every four years because they don't obviously. Well, I'm not sure about that. Apart from the cyclocross, so got all these events together. But has it made you watch more cycling because they're all together? It actually made me. I forgot that it was on for a start because actually, isn't the world's normally in September? Well, let's come back to that because I'm. Well, let's do that because I was actually confused. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, one I'd forgotten, and then two. Then then I only remember I was slightly annoyed because one, they're in Glasgow, and why aren't we there? Right. And I and I hello again, Stephen Lester. We <laughs> talked about this about six months ago because he said he was going. I was like, oh, I must do that, and 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 I completely and utterly forgot. Because as well. I mean, it's in Scotland, I suppose, but still didn't feel like there was much noise about it. You know, no, like, uh, no, no kind of build up to this. And that's a bit disappointing, you know, from a UK perspective. Um, so then completely forgot. And also then it comes at an odd time. So I wasn't ready for it. Then I thought the men's road race, because they normally string it out over quite a long period. I was like, oh, it's OK, because the men's road race is going to be another couple of weeks. The Tour de France was only recently. And then I was like, "Oh no, it, it is. It's, it's this weekend. It's the first yeah. weekend. But the women, the women's the next weekend. The thing about the about Glasgow, and, well, firstly, it's why is it August? I don't know why it's not after the Vuelta like it normally is. Why isn't it September? I, I don't know. I don't know about that. But that's a bit odd. It felt far too early in the season because it's normally you know towards the end, Champion of the Year and all that. But I made a point of listening to the sports news on BBC on Sunday afternoon, right? So given that we just talked about all the sports going on, okay, Women's World Cup, we've had the Ashes going on, obviously the football season starting, uh, what else is taking place at the weekend? You had the swimming championships going on, netball, all of this, right? The World Champ- the World Championship cycling events, which was taking place in the UK, didn't get a mention in the sports headlines. Mm, the men's road race has just taken place. Now, I know there was no UK interest, really, we can come back to that. But I thought that was really weird. It's a huge event taking place that's it. in the it's, UK. But it's that's it. If Cavendish was in it, yeah, he would have got a mention. But only so, if only if Cavendish was in it. I I agree, Matt. Let's face it. The Eurovision got more coverage than than this, and this is the first time they've ever combined all the different events together in one UCI Cycling World Championship. Well, didn't Matt just say he thought it was? Every four years. Well, I think it is going to be every four. I thought it was going to be. Was this the model now then? This, this is going to happen from now on. It's never been done. Uh, so you've got racing, time trials, track, BMX, mountain bike. Apart indoor, from cyclocross, I think. And is that including no, para as well? Because pa- cyclocross, yeah. Is it including para as well? Because obviously para riding is track, for the track. Is it for the road as well and everything? It just says paracycling or what I'm reading. Right. But, but yeah, what? I agree. Hmm. You've had all the other sports. Why has this not been like, you know, on the same hype, especially on the BBC? Because you can't watch it on the BBC. Yes. Yeah, as well. The point yeah. is, it, it is, but, it's, it's, it's on iPlayer. It's on, and then it was on, you know, normal telly. Not making the coverage, is it? But, it, but even the track hmm. hasn't made the coverage that much. And we've done pretty well on the track. So that that's makes it even more I'll surprising. Yeah, we're good at that. We have current Olympic champions in BMX. Yeah, Charlotte Worthington. She was right. She's riding. I don't know if she went on to win it. She is. She is the final already happened for that. But she was. Well, I think the British guy won the. Uh, who was uh, it? Riley wins gold for GB in men's BMX freestyle. Do you know what we need to bring back? Uh, grandstand. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can we, can, we just, can we just finish now? I've got a question. Right. Grandstand. Yeah. That one. Is that one? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we should bring that back. Um, I mean, Grandstand was, uh, there, was, there was table tennis on Grandstand. There was, there was, I watched, I watched a question. And cyclocross. And cyclocross. Oh, that was, that was World of Sport. I think World of Sport is. But, but either way, it's it show, I think we've, we've actually debated this on a bike ride before. I'm, I'm sure we have. I think we have. But it yeah. showed minority, minority sports. Because it, it was a chance to kind of highlight it all and kind of put yeah. it into packages. What was the one that was on Saturday morning? Was that Eurosport, World of Sport? It was on like Channel World, 4. Uh, no, uh, that was... 
Brilliant. Trans Trans World Sport. Trans, trans World World Sport. Sports. I used to like Trans World oh, Get in the like morning that. to watch that. God, that was early morning. That was Channel 4. Well, on my way to work. Watch that before I go to work to cheer you up for the day. That was a belter. That was. I, I think it's cost. I think they can't afford to put um, because they, they can't have everything going on at the same time. Ah, it's quite yeah, expensive but, but, events, but, but can, don't hold all the rights and all that. Can, well, the rights, the rights thing is the, is the thing. But but cameras are now cheap. So good quality cheap camera equipment. You know, it's it, it's actually easier to record some of these things now. I would I would say. Is it because? Is it because? I mean, you could even have grandstand every now and again when all, you know so many events are going on. Is it because people are just consuming all different ways? I think it's not worth putting on a live sort of studio-based anchored well, show. Maybe that's all well, it is. Well, what's the packaged way that you could do it then? Because everything's packaged up nowadays. So, you know, what's the podcast version that does all the summary of all this? You know, Why don't we get Lindsay on from the BBC as a guest? <laughs> and he, he can answer all these questions for us. My only fear from that, Stuart, is we may get sidetracked and we could be here four days. <laughs> Mind you, I could just edit it all out anyway, so it actually doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> I'm sure, but I'm sure there's some producer somewhere who has pitched this idea and it's been rejected for whatever reason. I could only think it's probably down to costs and rights. That's the only thing, really, isn't it? Costs and rights, yeah. It's, it's got to be. It's got to be the only thing. But going back to the men's road race, I mean, um, you said if Cav was in it, um, but Hang, where was can, the, hold, where, can I just hold you there for one second? Because I have fact checked something. Oh, go on, live fact check. Is this a corrections Trans-world, corner? Trans World Sport is still going. Oh my goodness! Um, yeah, but where is it uh, in America? Or? It's been running for thirty-six years. Wow. Sports orientated television program produced by IMG Media in London, England, shown worldwide on a variety of syndicated television channels. So it's our own program. It's the world's longest running weekly international televised sports program and has been in continuous production every week since the 5th of May 1987. What channels are on? Hold on, it only started in 87. So we were were watching it from the beginning then. When we used to watch it, we were watching it from the beginning. I don't think we were watching trans. I wasn't watching trans world sports in 87. It was. Mm. I think we were. I'm not so sure. No, I think. I reckon I was. Yeah, I was. I was probably about 14, 13. I reckon 15. I was. I reckon I was in the early one. Uh, uh, I reckon early door, early adopter for that one. That's yeah, amazing. I think I was. Can I jump you in about Cav? Good about you. Four channels to choose from. We. I know. I remember the. I remember coming out from Rumbelows and having a remote control with two buttons, you know, channel and volume, and that was it. Thinking we'd uh, we'd won the jackpot. You know, all my Christmases come at once. Didn't yeah, have to what? go off the settee to go and change the TV. But Ross, what channel is it on in the UK now? I'm just looking. I don't reckon it's even oh, shown in the UK. You, you ask your next question. Come Why do you think of that? So look, so look. Live no, interneting. No cab, obviously. But but weirdly, no men's presence in the men's road race. I mean, Fred dropped out, I don't know, halfway, I think. I'm not sure who the, even the named rider was or the protected rider. Pidders wasn't in it, was he? I don't think Pidders was in it. He's doing, uh, he's doing the he mountain was, biking, yeah. so yep. just really weird. I mean, back to your point, Stu. It's in you know, it's in Glasgow. Um, sh- somebody should have been targeting that race, shouldn't they? We've got home, you know, it's home roads for someone. I just found it really odd, and it wasn't a crazily stupid course either, was it? If if it's a Vanderpol course, it's a Pidcock course, isn't it? Surely. Well, the thing is, I don't think climbs. <sighs> I... Vanderpol's doing the doing the downhill, doing the mountain bike. Why couldn't Pidders have doubled up? Do you blade up? I don't think he's strong enough. I don't think he would have. I don't think he'd have been able to stick with it. 
That's Maybe. harsh, but I don't think he, I don't think, you know, he's had a funny, he's had a funny, funny year, hasn't he? Because he was in and out, but he didn't do as well in the tour as you probably would have expected him to. So he did well, but maybe not well enough. Got, got a bit ill. You're right. Transi- suppose, a transition year. For, it was, for I this. suppose if you think about it, the, the final four there, Van der Poel, Van Aert, Pedersen, Pog, they're the, the, the sort of hard men of the sport. Not hard men of the sport, sounds stupid. They're the real heavy hitters, aren't they? Um, when it comes to those sorts of races. So it was natural, I suppose, that those four were at the end. It's always amazing to watch, to just have those four riders. Um, and you didn't really know which way it was going to go until it clearly went one way and that was it. But um, yeah, just a shame, really. I think Owen Dahl was the highest placed mm. British rider at one point and he was in the, he was in the second group. And uh, yeah, just thought it was really disappointing. Why didn't, uh, what's his name, go for it? Uh, Garant Thomas, because he was doing the time trial. I, I don't. He probably is doing the time trial, but it's not his sort of course. It's too punchy for him. Those climbs are too short and steep um, for him at the moment. I just wouldn't have suited him really. And they, as it proved, they were too too short and punchy for a for a climber for a, sorry for a sprinter to get over as well. Really, um, there were like Loss says nine times around it. It just takes it out of your legs, and it just felt. I think the pace was relentless. It was like forty seven, forty eight kilometers an, uh, an hour average for the whole thing. It's just you know full on. Full gas from the from the off, really. I think just the strongest riders survived. That's what we had. Are you checking which channel? Have you decided with confirm which channel it's on now? I, I still can't find it. Sorry. There may be one list they can can write in. Let us we're know. not we're not here. To, we're not here for fact checking, are we? No, no. You know, well, g- given there's only one person out of the three of us here that actually has watched uh, did watch the Tour de France fam. Mm. Maybe you could give us a logic, give us a beautiful, succinct three-minute appraisal of, of the <sighs> event and why Debbie Volavant was victorious. You put me on the spot now. Um, it's it, it's a week and a half, is it? Just is it nine days, I think, of riding. So it's it, it was an eight, eight stages, wasn't it? Yeah. So the setup is, and I find the setup a bit frustrating. And it, and, the, and it was very much sprinty sprinty stages for pretty much all of it, or lumpy stages, which actually didn't go to plan. For, uh, straight in terms of thinking it was going to be mainly for sprinters in the end. Um, and then this one big, massive uh, tourmalet finish right at the end. And that was, it kind of set it up to be just, well, almost race within a race. So you had lots of the first few stages were, were interesting, but you knew that there was going to be the one ride at the end that was going to just take everything and completely blitz it. So it was a bit of an odd format, whereas over three weeks of a longer tour, um, more things can happen, I guess. And you got if you if you put in more mountain top finishes, there was some really interesting stuff in that breakaways got away and stayed away. I know we we, we quite enjoyed that in uh, whatever stage of the tour was when we were quite happy that the, the the breakaway of the men's tour the breakaway had got away and stayed away. There was a very exciting finish where uh, Emma Norsgaard uh, basically won it by about three seconds, having got in the breakaway and then stayed away and then hung on to the very end. So that was quite exciting. Um, there was some beef between some of the riders, a bit of beef going on because, um, of the way that, uh, what they called ST works were riding it and controlling it and going for the overall and not really doing any of the chasing in some of the things, even though they've got sprinters with uh, the main sprinter, really with, um, Lotta Pe- uh, Kopecky, uh, Lotta Kopecky. <laughs> Um, so that was, that caused lots of it. So actually it was quite interesting in that there was a lot of, uh, arguments within the field, which you don't normally tend to see in, in, uh, haven't seen as maybe as much in, in 
women's cycling and there's a women's sport in general question there I think because you're seeing a bit more of it in the women's world cup actually with Lauren James getting sent off today for stamping but then you've got lovely things I'm, I'm sidetracking a little bit lovely things in netball and if you saw the netball world cup when they finish all the team both the teams get around in one big circle and congratulate each other which I think is pretty I amazing. like the way they do the women's netball I Brilliant. think it's quite good yes yeah Anyway, back to the, to the so it was, it was an exciting race. I did manage to watch pretty much the highlights of most days. Um, there were some really good finishes. The standard is is really up there. The Tourmalet ride at the end was pretty epic. It was fog. It was that classic. You know, you got the. I think I sent around some photos from. Uh, I can't remember the, that famous guy who does a lot of the, the tour photos. Um, and they they are your classic iconic pictures of cyclists in epic conditions with crowds shouting in their faces and, and they're brilliant photos and it, the effort you could just see it was a triumph for for women's sport really to, to do that and it was a brilliant ride towards the end uh Kashi Numidoma nearly got away and made it but then in the end it was um Demi Volovon was just too strong and no Annalik Vlavlavlavlavluten this time she didn't win it but she was no. so it was she was supposedly which well, was sort of key she went early on the last day and went with 34k to go but you could just tell that uh, Demi Vonnebring was going to just pick that moment and just say I am stronger than you and she was she was where do we think about um where it was positioned because I, I feel terrible I didn't I didn't really dive into it as much as I was planning to whether it should be pre-tour rather than post-tour <laughs> Or even as we talked about before, running it at the same time somehow, integrating the two races. I don't know. Maybe that's difficult logistically. But going crowd, crowd event, is that a better place to put it? Crowds were good. Crowds were good. Not as good in terms of some of the, if you're looking at some of the longer, the, the, the stages and then the sort of in-between bits were maybe not, as, some of the smaller towns, maybe not as busy. But certainly in the key moments and the key moments of races, whether it's the finish or kind of uh, certain hills, crowd was pretty good. So, you know, certainly the the French were out there, and the, the you could tell obviously maybe a lot of people had stayed on, um, in the camper vans, or maybe gone for specifically for that. But certainly there was there was definitely good. I mean, the uh, Tourmalet was amazing, absolutely brilliant. I find it a bit frustrating that ITV Four didn't win for the uh, they didn't win the contract to show the live stages or, or highlights in the UK on terrestrial TV, which seems just such an own goal to me because they they people complained about it last year. I don't know how how long the contract it was for but um so they show mm. obviously have three weeks for the men's all set up and you think we'll just carry on and now do eight days with the women wouldn't you but they haven't got the contract it seems just crazy so if it wasn't you are on watching any... the men's race then you just you just carry on and watch the women's race for eight more days it was, so it was on only trest- on G- terrestrial no nope, nothing on terrestrial yeah. in the uk so it's only on gcn well, that- or eurosport uh, this is where i don't get it for any any broadcaster or any country that's trying to grow a sport so it's, it, I think we're over that now in the last few years because women's cycling has demonstrated that it is, it's got the depth now and there's, it's got the interest and they are exciting races to watch. So why you wouldn't get now broadcasters stepping in because it because it is there. Do you know that in Australia, for the Women's World Cup, only the Australian games are free to air. Every other World Cup matches pay. Yeah, I, I heard this. Just, I heard this. It's it. not. It's not on free to air, is it? For the whole competition. What an own goal! I, I mean, know. That's just I, insane. Again, growing the sport. What are you doing? I don't know it's what the cup. I know. I don't know what the contractual logistics were. I mean, Gary Richardson, not Gary Richardson. Gary Imlack talked about this last year about they were disappointed they hadn't got the rights to show it, which is obviously fine. But it is re- it, like you say, it's a real own goal now because I think this right. 
the women's cycling has come on incredibly, hasn't it, in the last three or four years? Since I started taking an interest, it's a it's a different sport to the men's, but really exciting to watch. Women's World Cup, you know, watch the Euros last year. Women's World Cup this year has been fantastic. Women's football is different; it's just a different sport, but it's just as exciting to watch. I think tennis, women's tennis, is another one. It's a different game. I actually watched Wid of Wimbledon this type this year, thinking. Actually, the men's game, does it feel slower? Or is the women's game just quicker now and more powerful? Just a better game to watch. So I think it was it's a massive own goal. I mean, the thing about the Women's World Cup in Australia, I just find from a sport-mad country, I find that absolutely ridiculous. And how long have they had to prepare for that? Why would they I think, allow that to happen? I, I think any World Cup should not... It, it should be free to air in, your, in the home country. I mean, even if it should be, it should be possibly worldwide in some way. But, you know... If you're not doing that in your home country, you're doing all that investment, bring, you're spending all that money to bring it to the to the country, and then you're not maximising the amount of people that see it. That's just crazy. Yeah. Stu, I agree with everything. It's all crazy with the uh, the tour. I don't. I, where there's a will, there's a way. I don't understand why they don't have the uh, the women's tour at the same time as the men's. Same race, everything. It's doable. Are they saying women can't go go three weeks? Are they saying women can't cycle the, the routes? Effectively, the, 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 the yes. Routes? Are they saying no one's going to watch it? Because I think it's absolutely rubbish. I think they have been saying that. I think they have, they have been. I don't think it's true anymore. I think the women the women's tour have sort of have been a little bit split, haven't they? Thinking they have different races and a different well, heritage. I, I think you're trying to create a different identity. Yeah. But there used it. to be a Tour de France, didn't there? There used yeah, to be women's yeah, Tour de yeah. France. There was, there was, yeah, there was. Yeah, it was, it was four or five days. But I must admit, Stu, I'm kind of coming around to this this thinking now that it's become a. If you're going to have a women's Tour de France, then I think you run it at the same time. But it isn't. Where have they done that before? When they've done almost identical course, um, didn't they do that on one of the, when they just did the one day, the stage when it was just the one stage, and they just set off at a slightly different time. So it's not like you're closing the roads for a full twelve hours. They did it on the final waiting, stage, and the you know, Sean's just, just following it through. So it's all about the timing of it. Yeah, um, yeah I don't. It, it's. I think if you put it on first, does that make it any lesser? So therefore, you know, or do you alternate it each day, or do you? You know, it 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 could be done. Definitely, there's no reason why it couldn't. And it, it well, it, it's about it's about parity in the sport. Like you don't have a different tennis court size. You, you know, imagine you play on the same the, court. Yeah, you imagine yeah, the crowds, but right? You, yeah. But my bugbear with that is that they only play three sets for women. Why don't they well, play five? Yeah. You imagine with the with the crowds, right? So you've got the Tourmalet stage and you've got the, the men going up later on, you've got women there, women going up for early in the morning or a bit or I don't know, we swap it around. Um the, crowd, the massive crowds are there to watch both spectacles. In fact, Flanders lost. That's our experience at Flanders, right? That's we watched the women. That's what I, maybe that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. yeah, the women's race and the men's race, they had them on the same day. And the men went off first. So we were on the Koppenberg watching Van der Poel go up and Fred Rye and, uh, and well, all of them. Pitters. It was absolutely incredible. Pitters, absolutely incredible. To be right, you know, almost touched them. And then we we watched the, the, the men finish on the big screen behind us on the Koppenberg. And then just as they finished... We went back and stood on the course. And I must admit, though, quite a few people had gone, right? And you watched the the best women race of the world go up the Koppenberg. And I thought, why have you all gone? You know, kind of. And then we jumped on our bikes and managed to get back to Udenada to watch the women finish on the, on the finishing line. And there weren't as many people. I'm actually, I'm actually contradicting myself here because the crowds did well, go but The but crowds that, did go But home. that's the question. But that's the question, no, isn't no. It? it? It it works. It absolutely worked from a spectacle point of view because it was a mm. it was a day festival of cycling. 
And so you, and they're doing the same course. I mean, it wasn't complete. It was a bit shorter, wasn't it, for the women? I think the women only did the, the circuit laps, whereas the men they, did come from Antwerp. I think that I think the women only women did, didn't come from Antwerp. I think from Antwerp, and they did one less circuit. The yeah. only thing I've thought but, of, though, go on, go on. Well, but then it is that thing of like that was it was quite shocking at how, for, from a festival of cycling point of view, how few people really. Let's be honest; it did thin out pretty pretty heavily didn't stay and watch the watch the the women's race coming through it th- th- that was disappointing given that the caravan you know for the sort of world tour event is like a hundred vehicles if you had two races on at the same day would you just have so many more vehicles on the road is it just a sheer logistical mm. exercise would you have would the host towns be able to cope with two big races I think and there's all, more of that yeah. all of that maybe because it's okay doing it for one day but 21 stages in a row maybe that's the maybe that's the issue i'd love to see it integrated um i mean we're perhaps showing our ignorance a bit i mean this has been debated quite quite a lot on other rival podcasts um i don't think we've ever been afraid to show our ignorance before the tagline is ill-informed and in the armchair isn't it so there you go <laughs> that's, that's... yeah what am i saying um yeah, I, I, I'm split. I think it's I think it's growing, and it should be the, the more the more it's televised. That's the main thing. The more it's televised, the more it will grow, and that's absolutely true. So, so to not have it broadcast terrestrially, terrestrially like uh, the men's is, is is a bit silly. And again, that what why haven't the BBC stepped into that market? You know, why haven't they stepped in and thought, well, women's sport is growing. We could we could take that. Why are they not prepared to make that investment? Or ITV? Who? Why are they not prepared? What's the problem? Is it too, why are they thinking it's too much money? I mean, ITV is different, I guess, because they've got to sell the advertising space to be able to to cover it. But someone like the BBC should be stepping in for that. I fear we may have to invite our friend for the BBC on. It's a, sec- a, sec- it's a second, a second vote for that, and it's getting it's getting very dangerous. I think, Stu, don't you think? Can I just say I didn't I haven't voted for that. I know what he'd say. He'd say there's not there's not the uh there's not the airtime. they don't have the uh, the space for it, they don't got the channels or the time to do it. But I think yeah. sport has become it's weird, isn't it? Sport has become a series of minor casting events rather than one big broadcasting event, apart from Olympics, men's world cup, you know, the the, the big, big events. You could say the women's world cup maybe should go into that category. Um but it's it's lots of minor casting and people watching on iPlayer, catch up, you know, different devices. It's not quite the same experience as it used to be. You know, I'd love to do the figures for the for the charity shield yesterday. I bet anybody watched it really. I, ITV, it? I, I, I didn't watch it, I was stuck on the M forty. Well I'd forgotten again, forgotten <laughs> Was that seven, seven, six and a half hours again, was it? Uh, yeah, how was that? What, what, what did again. the kid what did the kids say? Oh, I love it. So, um, does anyone have any A or B? Yes. You lost, you do. Stu, do you have I've... any? No. No. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> Haven't you got any burn, yeah. burning commuter issues you want to get off your chest? Well, what, you want to... about you, Les. I want, I want Randy here as well. We will he, hold her. Um, I think we should almost do an entire episode on you, Les. I think that's a good idea. We should come back to it. So, okay. Let's, I do have one AOB. That'll Let's get him it. listening. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, what's yours then? Give us your AOB. Hey, back to the tour. Um, 
I love the crowds. This is for the men's tour. I know we've debated the women's tour. Um, men's tour. The crowds are great. There was a big debate this year about the intensity of it. And there was the whole Pog incident of not being able to get through when he was going to attack and probably win the Tour de France. We'll never know. Mm. Um, but whilst I love it and I do, I've never done it. And we've debated on this podcast, I think, about we are going to do that one day. And it's the energy and it's the best sporting occasion, which you can go and watch up close for free. And that's brilliant. And the dressing up is fun. But there was a lot of blokes with their bums out this year. And that is something I don't think I've seen very often. And it, it seemed like a new thing to just do the bum run. And it really annoyed me. <laughs> the there, were, there was a lot of moony men. You're absolutely right. Do you think they all got together? And said, this, this year, the annoying well, it only takes one. It only takes one to get on telly. And then suddenly they're all, you know, it's like, oh, well, great. I'm going to get my ass out as well, you know. No, it should be stopped. No, I, I think we're all in agreement on that. No, no moony men. The crowd, the crowds do get. I mean, there were stages, weren't there, where they were very, very close, and it all gets. And I'd say Pog, Pog lost the tour at one point. <laughs> I thought there were, there were. I think you're right. This year, maybe my, maybe my, my perception, but it felt like in some of those mountain stages, they were too close. You know, you, you know, what I mean, you couldn't even see where they were going because it was a wall of people and they were just parting last minute. It did feel a bit manic at times. I agree with you. There's something a little bit different. Yeah. Maybe it's booze, could be drugs, could be a combination of both and the Moonies. But it was a little <sighs> bit odd. It was also the normal than pastors, I thought. And they start off, because I started off in uh, in the Basque Country, it was crazy there, wasn't it? But not quite manic crazy. But when mm. it got to France, it just seemed to get... Yeah, really over. I feel like the people going there now, they almost want to outdo the previous year. Well, exactly. A bit more crazy, a bit more wild or, you know. More bum. So so when we so when we go, when we go then, what stupid thing are we going to do to get on television? (laughs) Full naked. (laughs) Funny. Full Monty. Full Monty. Full Monty. (laughs) Backwards, full Monty. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Hold that thought. Right. Piggyback, <laughs> piggyback full Monty run. <laughs> I feel like I might hold my AOB over now because I think just finishing there would be quite nice. Um, but uh, Pog, back to Pog. This is for the love of Pog. Uh, back to the tour again. So attacking on the Champs-Élysées, what, what was that all about? I know it was kind of swashbuckly, but it was it just taking the piss out of Ing, really? Was there a bit of piss take going on? What was going on? Well, you're coming around to my problem with Pog, aren't you? Which is, I've aired my views before, is that Careful, he just it, needs to calm it down a bit and rein it in. And just, you know, it's always all a bit of fun, but oh, I don't know. They, I felt it's a bit a bit silly. A bit silly to yeah. do. Stu, what do you think? Why not? Okay. Go Why on. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know why not, but it just maybe he should have got his bum out as well. Could have worked. It made it more exciting. Come off it. Ah, oh, but he wasn't doing it because it would have worked. He knew it wouldn't work. So what was the point? That's the thing. What it 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 felt to me like a bit of a piss take because he knows it's not going to work. So what what's the point? I don't know. It's Ving's day. He's lost the tour. It just seemed a bit a bit odd. Just really a bit odd. I thought. Couldn't make my couldn't, yeah. Well, that's what I think he's. Um, it's great that he has this attitude for love of cycling, but will it build his legend? It was his sporting legend. 
Entertainment. Yeah, but that'll fade when you look at the stats. Look at the record books. He could be five-time tour winner, and he's not going to be five-time tour winner at the moment. Well, he wasn't going to win it on the bloody Champs-Élysées. No, he? I know, but that whole attitude, that whole yeah. thing that he does, I think sums up. He's and 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 love him for it, but at the same, it, it's that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it'd be very I'm interesting sure. to see which races he picks next year. Exactly, and it'd be mm. more measured in his approach to it as he gets a bit old. He'll have to be, you know. Well, next yeah. year it's going to be. I think they can't. They'll have to take uh, Remco, so it will be a three-way fight. I think at least the tour. So that'll be fascinating. I think. I mean, the crazy, brilliant thing is he did all of that with the tour. He wasn't particularly fit. He had two bad days out of twenty-one, whatever it is. So, uh, and that cost him. But there he is this weekend up the front of the race, nearly winning the world championship. So, I mean, he is pretty flipping sensational. He That's is. He is amazing. I think you're right. I think, as I say, it looked to me as if he just missed the jump that Van der Poel, whether he could have stayed with him, he wouldn't have really sprinted him. But to be there and to chasing down, wasn't he? Chasing down all the attacks. And that's what they, they were trying to soften him up. Um, and they did, really, because he was on his own. He had no teammate with him. So to be there at the end and to and be on the podium. I mean, let's be honest. Mm. On the podium. You know, to be honest, I, I didn't see the very end. And I, I only, I, we were, we were, I was walking to the pub and looking on my phone actually, but I gave up because I didn't know that Van der Poel was going to win it. But that, on that last few corners, Pedersen was ahead and I thought, oh, well, he's never going to catch Pedersen in the sprint. And then I see on the podium, he did. <laughs> he did. What he did, he kept Pedersen ahead of him for a long time. I think he was saving as much energy as he could. He held, really held back and then just picked him on the line. And I thought, what, you know, amazing. I mean, he went for had a brilliant uh, spring, didn't he? Won obviously the Flanders and then uh, crashed at the age when he, he could have won that as well. Nothing, you know, no riding at all. Uh, Slovenian time trial and the road. No, did the road race? Can't remember now. We did did the Slovenian championships, and they go to the tour. And like you say, two bad days, and then he's suddenly the world champs as well. I mean, it's pretty he, incredible. Pretty incredible. He's not going to the Vuelta, is he? Uh, I, d- I doubt it very much. Well, I, I heard wasn't the rumor that Ving is to support Roglic, wasn't it? Yeah. What if what if Pog then goes to the Vuelta just to annoy Jumbo Visma? <laughs> I think he's doing the right thing. Look, to be fair to him. He's got a bloody podcast about him here. Do you know what I mean? Because he's the way he behaves and what he does. <laughs> Van der Poel out there, there, come off it. He's no. doing he's brand building, doing his own thing. And without that, without him tacking on the Jean Zelize, there's no podcast. That is true. That do you know what, Stuart? It's a beautiful point on which to finish. This would not exist if it was not for our love. For the love of Pog. There you go. So shall we leave it there, chaps? Enough. Yes, sir. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye.